Don't mess with me, man. I am an American, and I am crazy. I'm the dude, so that's what you call me, you know? That is not right! That is not fair! But now, the fake news. This is The Brian Suits Show. Where are Super Bowl, so I'll... I have a new Apple test, uh, by the way. Um, you know how you you're, you you don't really realize it, but your memory for smells is really good. Like you can smell something once when you're five, and then years later you're like, oh, I know what that is. That's diesel exhaust fluid, you know, or whatever. Uh, same with taste, because when you when you think of Apple, brunch suit, same something something KTDs brunch suits here, uh, your second hour. I can't wait to dip into the sound, the the mic'd up uh, Supreme Court hearings. Not really. Um, but producer Greg uh, is here. A, a little. Would you say you're a little lighter, mainly from the vomit? Only by about two and a half pounds. Okay. Um, when you think of Apple, what taste do you think of? I think of the MacBook I'm, Pro. I, but so you you so you lick your laptop <laughs> every um, day. But what what Apple what taste comes to mind when when you think of Apple? What do you mean? What taste comes to well, mind? Fuji. That's okay. There's oh, spoiler. Okay. Mine is Fuji. What variety of Apple? Yeah, yeah. I'd probably have to say Fuji. Or what are the honey ones? Because you know what I hate a red delicious. It's almost like they don't have a taste. The the, it's look, the most vanilla of the apple. The look of the red delicious is iconic, but the yeah. taste I concur. <clears throat> Um, the, the, the Macintosh, another one. So anyway, I'm walking out, you know, the free table out there behind Chris Sullivan, Kairos, Chris, the free Chris Sullivan. Table, yeah. And, or free stuff. It's like books. Okay. Yeah. And, and all, whatever's there, it, it means, uh, you know, and, and anyone's called. It's kind of like our station's goodwill drop off. And, and sometimes <laughs> it's really good food from 7 PM last night. Mm-hmm. Must be nice. You know, whatever, like Pagliacci or whatever. Back of Fuji's out there. And when I when oh. I when I saw when I saw the name Fuji uh, on there, um, I immediately got the. T- I immediately said, "I'm reaching in that bag. Whatever, whatever comes out, I'm eating it because it tastes like a Fuji." And I was right. So that's my test. So your day was made. Yeah, I used to think of, you know, the what's the green, the tart green one from uh, named after New Zealand. Sure. Um, I think right, and those are great with cheese, with Havarti cheese. But when when, you, when it comes to red apples, it's got to be, you know, along the lines of a Fuji. And you start that's like my baseline. And if you say to someone, "Well, more tart than a Fuji," you, they know what you're saying. I'm just so excited that Skittles got rid of their green apple. That's I know, like that's, like Jolly Ranchers. They ruined the whole pack. You green put, Jolly Ranchers? No, no, it's not apple. That's not apple. Yeah, they've returned to lime. Thank God. And That's how I really luckily my alma mater. There's some new app, Apple that my alma mater has invented and made the world a better place. And I forgot the name of it, but it's like the the Red Butch or something like that. Um, well, a whole bunch of things, a whole bunch of fires in the fire uh, today. The uh, the Janet Yellen hearing uh, is uh, on uh, now, and it's on C-SPAN. And guess what? I'm not going to stream it. Do you like apples? Um, but how do you like? Uh, because this was yesterday. The, the, this, when, when she gave the sentence, she is way above uh, 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 underwater on this. <clears throat> she was directed to have banks under her purview via the FDIC and FinCEN and, and others 
spy on Americans who were purchasing, who who were designated uh, insurrectionists because you searched for Trump, MAGA, and you you purchased items at Cabela's or uh, Bass Pro Shop, which have been apparently uh, directed as insurrectionist uh, logistics or something. And instead of her pushing back, I'd, I'd love to hear her say, yeah, uh, I got that direction. And I said, no, that's not the uh, Treasury Department's job. She said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Me, sir. Five bags full. And we found that out yesterday that she gave the ultimate bureaucrat answer when she said, well, I got your letter and I intend to respond to it and the whole thing. Instead of, instead of saying, no, why would we ever spy on Americans buying a legal product? But <clears throat> they're so sure they're 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 inv they're beating the dead horse of January 6, 2021, so hard that they're actually stretching today, like the talking heads on MSNBC, but, well, of course, the Supreme Court. It will be a failure. It'll be a death blow to democracy if uh, Trump is allowed on the national ballot. Um, and, I, I mean, I got news for you. Here's a spoiler. The, the Supreme Court is going to punt on this because— you know, he wasn't charged. Whatever it's it's Europe, it's Colorado's opinion, and uh, and and that's that. And and they're just afraid that you're all going to go online and use your bank account to buy a firearm. Uh, apparently, they don't know how that works, uh, or something. And that there's an actual, um, there's a bureau of the Department of Justice uh, that does that stuff. But we'll we'll get to that. Meanwhile, just like uh, your opinion, opinion, man. And so, meanwhile, we can't have nice things in Seattle, like payrolls or high salary or, or whatever and what what you know there, there were widespread widespread protests in 2018 for the, the 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 head tax the per head payroll tax here in Seattle and the it was badly written and it, it made worldwide headlines because it was such a bad law and it was like talk about first world problems I mean that was it how you know how dare you be successful in Seattle now we're going to tax you until you move out. And yes, companies did move out. That's their option, Un unless you, uh, you know, take them over like uh, the Chinese do, and a company uh, threatens to move manufacturing to Mexico, which is actually happening. But uh, so anyway, there's nothing more Seattle than taxing the successful and taking the 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 loot <laughs> because that's what it is to go all and rand on you taking the loot and throwing it at a homeless initiative because a coalition of partners decided that this initiative would end homelessness or something and yes if you're a C if you're unfortunate enough to live in Seattle you are at least fortunate enough to be a Seattle voter if you don't live in Seattle and you earn your money in Seattle you don't get to vote on this so I would imagine for those of you driving in here and you work in Seattle, you might want to hear this. But there's going to be an initiative. There's a there's a movement, and people in Seattle are dippy enough to put this on the on the ballot. Uh, by the way, isn't this essentially head tax 2.0? And this is um, Channel 4's Michelle Esteban confronting the initiative author about you know how is this different than 2018? Isn't this essentially head tax 2.0? This is another payroll tax because that is a legal guideline that we have in the state of Washington, and we are focusing. So why not do it? Thing though, just on that excess compensations. Tiffany McCoy with House Our Neighbors filed initiative. Because, and by the way, House Our Neighbors is run. Tiffany is one of those people who thinks that if a private company 
wants to pay or compensate an employee a certain amount that you consider to be excessive, they can say, consume a satchel of Richards, okay? Go buy stock and lead a stockholder revolt or whatever. But we're, we are, uh, th- th- this is our compensation for this guy. So there's that. But but your opinion of, of what's excessive is why you're probably in a uh, organization that takes my tax money and thinks that if you throw it at homeless people, they're not going to be fentanyl addicts anymore. And 36 stress this time. It's not the actual excess earners who pay, but the employers who pay them. So your employer is going to pay a tax on what they pay you. So just... Figure that into your salary at this point. Employers would be required to pay a 5% payroll tax on earnings above a million dollars. Okay, so in other words, at a million and one from that point forward, and and I mean, God bless you for making a million bucks a year, but your employers, you have to make pay 5% on everything over that. And so when you hit your two million, they're going to pay 50,000. And but that's okay though, because that money's going to end all homelessness and shoot all the gluten into outer space. No, like that's that's the maddening part of this is that we we know what happens to the money when it fights homelessness in Seattle. The first million would not be subject to the tax. What about the potential for businesses hearing about this and saying, we're out of here? Listen to this answer. This is this is a person that doesn't understand how prosperity works. Is hearing about this and saying, we're out of here. Corporations are going to do what they're going to do. So we do not believe that this is going to be the straw that breaks the camel. That's the thing. They're going to do what they're going to do. But you know what? There's Boise that says, come on in. And then there's Seattle that says, get the hell out of here with your prosperity. Take it to Boise. So, I mean, and that's and that person has the ear of city council and has, has, has a city council and a mayor that are a little less afraid of what they have to say now than, than six months ago, but... But the head of Seattle Metro Chamber has major concerns. She writes in part, increasing the payroll expense tax for a third time in four years, expanding the tax to impact more than 500 Seattle companies. There you go. So uh, anyway, we can't have nice... Seattle, that, that's my, my new uh, viral uh, viral series. See, Not Seattle solely dying, but Seattle can't have nice things corporation-y, and they make money. <laughs> so, and it's all corporation-y. Well, let's know it all, shall we? I want it all, and I want it now. Know it all. First thing. First thing, kind of an odd thing. Uh, you know, this here inflation has me all inflating and stuff. What's the problem in China? Deflation. Deflation is becoming more entrenched in China because they're collapsing. Uh, consumer prices falling in January at their steepest steepest pace in more than 14 years. A stark symptom of deepening economic malaise. Is Good most morning, China. For the global economy. And by the way, and, and that's the thing, you know, we're so interdependent at this point. Uh, I have no problem with uh, manufacturing coming to Mexico, leaving China and the whole thing. What's funny is um, China's real estate economy is imploding. And if you've seen any stories about that empty high-rise in L.A. that got the world's most agile tagger uh, or a mountain climber slash tagger, uh, some tagger got in this tall, unfinished building in China, and he started tagging on the, whatever, 45th floor, and then every balcony below that has, has a tag, and there was no security. That building owned and empty by a Chinese company. And luckily, there's none in Seattle, but there's some in San Francisco, some a uh, few in Portland. 
but uh, China, no one, no one's covering this. This is one of the uh, least covered stories, but uh, because China's not very transparent with their bad news, they're not. Uh, commies just have never been good at that. That they were good at lying about the uh, the wheat harvest or milk production or whatever they used to say. If you're hungry, take your bucket to the radio uh, in the old Soviet Union. Thing two. <clears throat> second thing. Uh, second thing. Uh, another thing that is being very incorrectly reported in the United States is that Israel's winning in Gaza because you're hearing, well, Netanyahu, Netanyahu rejects Hamas peace proposal because they're losing. And it's like Hitler yelling up for the bunker to the Soviet army saying, can we talk or whatever. This is what's happening. Um, the the Egyptians know that the Israelis are winning. The Egyptians are busy reinforcing their border because they don't want Palestinians squirting into Egypt. And the Israelis are are tightening the net on, on Hamas. And you heard all these American experts clutching their pearls, like the president emeritus of the uh, of the Council on Foreign Relations, Richard Hawes, say it was an unwinnable war. Well, you know what? That's what they said about Fallujah. A fixed geographic area that you can cordon or, like, has the Mediterranean Sea on the, on the west side, yeah, you can win there. And the Israelis are winning. And the American government, the American State Department doesn't know how to deal with success. And they think that deconfliction, de-escalation, that that's success. The Israelis understand when, you're lit, when you have a fire-breathing dragon next door to you, there's never going to be peace. There's either the dragon is burning you or the dragon's not. And everybody in that neighborhood except Gaza agrees with the Israelis. And they'd do it too if it wasn't a little uh, awkward for uh, for Sunni Arabs to be doing this. And so, But they're standing by and letting the Israelis do it. It's like somebody dropped a scorpion into your tea party. You're, you're talking about the engagement, what color flowers, what band you're going to have, and then a... Uh, an annoying cousin that wasn't going to come to the wedding ever and always hits you up for money comes in and drops a a, uh, a scorpion under the plate of biscuits. So uh, there's there's that. And that's something, by the way, as we were, we're so this is 2.1, John Fetterman talking about uh, not understanding and, and he's every day he talks or recovers from his stroke. What if he had a stroke and became a conservative? It's a possibility. That was the old saying that a a conservative was a liberal who was mugged. And so anyway, he doesn't buy your river to the sea crap and shutting down I-5. I think I've met, now I've met with six, six family victim groups during all of this. And, you know, that should have stopped because everyone should have been home long ago. And I don't understand why. To anyone that is protesting or demanding for a ceasefire, let's be honest here. Why aren't you protesting to bring them all home right now? Well, he has a great point right there, doesn't he? Um, because Hamas is because one fifth of the hostages have not survived so far, and and in many cases because of uh, Hamas uh, incompetence that they they couldn't protect hostages, and the Israelis are aware that they are succeeding. Uh, in reducing the pocket, and they're running down to the D team on Hamas, and that the best way to get the hostages out is for Hamas to surrender. And keep in mind, they hold the key to all the violence. They could just stop fighting, but they don't. 
And it's not because of decolonization or occupation. Israel didn't exist. They didn't occupy Gaza, not since 2005. But they're aware that um, the you you can't shake hands with the dragon. And they've been throwing him calves and goats and stuff. And, and look what it did. And so it's time to take out the trash, you know, on that one. And, and by the way, when they get – and what what is happening is that their higher leadership is – is negotiating how much money they get to take with them when they move to Cotter. That really is what's happening. Um, and so, you know, there's no no telling how desperate they get at the end, but they're holding hostages. And, and I mean, keep in mind, even Hitler didn't say, bring a bunch of American POWs here to the to the the Fuhrer bunker, and we're gonna we're gonna send them a, a newsreel. On, on that or or something. I mean, but that's effectively what Hamas is doing. This is this is a, a barbarity rarely seen, rarely seen unless you're looking at a prison in Ecuador uh, or something. Uh, thing to wait. What did we know? Thing three. Third thing. Yeah, third thing. This I got to know more about. <clears throat> Why am I looking at video of a school board supervisor trashing campaign signs? In Kitsap, on North Kitsap Peninsula. Tomorrow, a local school district will decide if a caught-on-camera election controversy is enough to keep a superintendent off the job. We've shown you this video for a couple of days now. North Kitsap. It's infrared. It's, you know, it looks like it's black and white. And there's a woman just going to town on someone's campaign signs. Superintendent Lauren Evans is a person of interest in the video. You can see that woman destroying campaign signs. An item on tomorrow's board meeting agenda is to decide if they will place her on paid leave during the investigation. So anyway, the, that's that's on the agenda. But uh, I mean, never mind on the board uh, investigation. I mean, she's clear, clear as a bell. Uh, on their destroying campaign signs, which is very actual campaign interference thing for fourth thing. All right, I, I I I'm not interested in what Hitler said uh, after he invaded Poland or France. I I I happen to think that Vladimir Putin, that anyone who's a retired lieutenant colonel from the KGB, is a bad guy. He and and he has gone above and beyond that, but. Nevertheless, Tucker went to Moscow, and I uh, is it up on Twitter now? Not my job to promote his stuff. Uh, but last I saw, it was only the preview of the interview. I'm not, I'm not even remotely curious what Putin is going to say to Tucker Carlson because he's already he says it in other formats. He doesn't need an American youthful idiot. Uh, they're throwing him softballs. We're in Moscow tonight. We're here to interview the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. We'll be I'd stay away from the tea. Doing that soon. There are risks to conducting an interview like this, obviously. So we thought about it carefully over many months. If it's that obvious, then what's the question? I mean, why would you go and give this guy a mic? I mean, obviously, because if you cross Vladimir Putin, uh, he puts polonium in your tea. And if you really cross him, he, he tries to Novichuk you. I saw somebody post on Twitter a Tucker Putin bingo card for what he might say. Uh, one is everything's going according to plan. Then there's NATO's at war with Russia. The Kiev regime. The West is declining. Uh, ruble is fine. Uh, praise for Elon Musk. That's an interesting one on the bingo card. Who, by the way, uh, tweeted uh, last night. I saw that. I know what you're yeah, talking well, he, about. Yeah, it wasn't an F bomb, but it was like 
do something to Disney. Screw Disney or something like yeah. that. But anyway. But again, uh, Putin's going to repeat talking points that we've heard thousands of times. And he usually uses his own journalist to ask him, why are you so uh, generous uh, to the little guy and, and all that? Tell tell me more about the Nazis in Ukraine. Oh, yeah, full full on Nazi. And, you know, his people buy that because it's a muscle memory um, uh, amongst people, freed people from the communist yoke. And this goes from the Czech Republic to Poland. Um, there is a muscle memory of shutting the hell up. I mean, go look at uh, Chinese WhatsApp, see how that's going. Um, so I'm not curious what the guy's going to say. I can practically script what he's going to say. But uh, anyway, there's uh, there, there's that. When we come back, um, the border bill hasn't gone away, but the talk the talking point still is being beaten into life because um, <clears throat> uh, because the Republicans turned their back on the most severe border bill in a generation and 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 again it's the so-called conservative bipartisan guy is uh finally having to answer for that crap bill that he said you'll have to read it well then we read it sunday night no one liked it anyway uh trump speaks on about langford and uh, and his future langford names names sorry he says a conservative influencer promised to ruin him i never said ruin uh, back in a second, I said, shed light on the stupid bill. Um, AM 770 KTTH. A tell AM seven seventy KTTH obligatory Super Bowl talk coming up uh, momentarily. Um, I'm looking for a clip that I did not grab this morning. I I have a way, but it's, it's too much effort. Um, where a German uh, reporter asked uh, Kansas City Chief uh, Coach Andy Reid uh, about the conspiracy theory about the Travis Kelsey with his tight end and the uh, Taylor. Swift uh, and the and that they will announce their support of Biden, and the, and he just blew it off, and it wasn't it wasn't particularly clever. But, but so that's hard to find. But you know what's easy to find is Andy Reid talking about food, with podcasters and all this, and he's doing you know full body picture. And I mean I'm as his cardiologist, I'm going to say, you know what, maybe a little more rice and less chicken wings and and the whole thing. But <clears throat> um. Uh, but are you going with the what if you win? Will it be orange Gatorade or green Gatorade? And uh, what's your spread besides uh, your your uh, your red jacket here? And We're probably going to go with a traditional here with down on that. Me and the boys, we got the over. Well, we needed the copper. Come on, help me out, coach. Well, I don't know too much about over or under, but I do know a lot about a spread. On my spread, is going to be a barbecue chicken wings, ribs, a brisket, some... Because he, he has... What's the one commercial he does with Patrick Mahomes? Where there, is it Burger King where they're eating food? Or is it a car insurance one? 
Because uh, he's spreading be... the wealth. Uh, Mahomes is spreading the wealth, and he's like, yeah, get my coach in here. That sounds like an Andy Reid impersonator. Am yeah. I wrong? Um, and no. Uh, this is really and and that and that the, he was because uh, I think the bit it's it's the farmers or I'll say whatever insurance is so effective that they do um, and Mahomes is explaining with onion rings about well see if you bundle it's like you know whatever and then Andy Reid points to his fries and says explain it again with those fries and so the the Andy Reid food jokes cheeseburgers um and you're wondering well what about what what federal watchdog law enforcement armed watchdog is uh making sure that my my super bowl merch is real well okay first of all if it doesn't have that hologram it's not real uh but the the bad guys are copying that so i mean I don't know, and, and punchline here, Homeland Security is, I mean, this is how you know it's two decades since 9-11. Homeland Security is now chasing down Super Bowl merch fakes. And, I mean, is this the hottest iron in the fire? Uh, I, I don't know, but uh, good, good thing they're so handsomely compensated so that they can. And in case you don't know what a trillion is, you're about to. Ahead of the Super Bowl this. About to find out. And, and this is. This is, by the way, CBS is trying to support their Super Bowl on Sunday so hard that they're squeezing stories like this into their evening news. Sunday, Homeland Security officials are cracking down on counterfeit goods, warning people to be on the lookout for knockoff jerseys, T-shirts and memorabilia. CBS's Chris Van Cleve is in Las Vegas with more. On the hunt for Super Bowl football fakes, Homeland Security investigations agents sweep through Las Vegas, seizing 4,600 counterfeits in hours, worth nearly a million dollars. Do you think that's the tip of the iceberg? And it's like, you know, it's bead, glass beads with the Kansas City plastic arrowhead on the. You wouldn't, if, if it had a hologram, you'd buy just as, you know, tacky stuff. And... You can find it outside any major league ballpark on a game day. You, you have the licensed stuff in that storefront that are on Western or, you know, between, between what, what are we talking, T-Mobile? T-Mobile is Seahawks, right? Uh, T-Mobile is the Mariners stadium. Okay. Um, and, uh, Lumen Seahawks. And, and by the way, is it ironic that that is a black hole for T-Mobile signals? I hope it is. Or is it just me or or any of you other T-Mobile customers finding that your signal disappears when you go by T-Mobile Stadium? Anyway, back to the scorching Homeland Security issue of uh, unauthorized glass beads. It's a fake. HSI Executive Associate Director Katrina Berger. So listen close. Criminal organizations sell counterfeit merchandise. They manufacture and use the gains for um, many nefarious purposes. So the counterfeits are going to fund what? Nefarious purposes, I said. All kinds of criminal criminal activities. All kinds of criminal activities. Much of it is sold online, and those websites may be looking to steal your identity. I see some items that uh, right in front of us that are most likely going to be counterfeit NFL merchandise. But Special Agent Brandon Crane spotted these moments into our walk through Fremont Street in downtown Vegas. As we get closer to the Super Bowl, you're going to see more and more of it. You're going to see mom and pop shops popping up. You're going to see... Well, get it. And and by, and by the way, selling counterfeit merchandise is a, is a criminal enterprise. It's a big problem. I think annually uh, the number of items out there estimated to be in the trillions. and that's 
the trillion, what's a trillion? I, and here's my pet peeve. Here's the windmill that I'm jousting this morning. This is a federal official. The trillions, and that's trillion with a with a T. Oh, so, so so it's not brilliant or brilliant. It's trillion. Okay, just the T on on that one. Um. So I I, I again I, I yeah I'm saying it's overkill. That Homeland Security is spending one guy two hundred bucks a night for a hotel in Vegas to walk around Fremont Street looking at counterfeit beads that people are going to buy anyway. Um, and because because they may spend the money on nefarious purposes. Okay, tell you what, when when Javier, the local HR manager for the Sinaloa cartel, is uh, selling counterfeit hoodies, uh, then then call me on that one. But I mean, are there maybe bigger fish to fry? Like like we find out uh, yesterday from the FBI, the Chinese hackers have embedded malware in every American utility. <clears throat> it's just standing by. You know, if I if I plant a rabbit bat in your house, I'm going to order him to attack you when I need him to attack you, not at early opportunity. So that's why I always talk about like the Iranians and the Chinese. If there's a stink with Taiwan, uh, the Chinese, of course, will open up the floodgates on on the Columbia River or stop your retail gas pump uh, or whatever, uh, because that stuff is a city. It's residing um, on the target. Uh, how exciting is and, and I mean I'm I'm not a simpleton on this. I am fascinated by this stuff. This is a, a pretty astounding constitutional issue in front of the Supreme Court as we speak. It's just that I'm not going to bore anybody about having the uh, Jonathan Mitchell Trump attorney versus Alito questioning happening because they 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 have to hear this as soon as possible because states are printing their ballots now. So it is a red-hot fire. Uh, will we get the uh, decision today on whether or not Trump constitutionally cannot be barred from a ballot? Uh, in, in your in your uh, screaming defense of democracy, you're going to keep a guy off a ballot and not call yourself a, a hypocrite? Uh, we'll see. But here's what it sounds like. Under Section 3, with an important caveat, there has to be congruence and proportionality under this court's precedence. Well, why would that be an important, why would that be permissible? Because Section 3 refers. That's uh, Justice Alito. And, and if you don't know this, when you're making oral arguments in front of the Supreme Court, they can just interrupt you at any point. They can say, can you go back to uh, the second paragraph of, of your argument? What They can, it's, it's, you can't appeal to a higher court. It's the Supreme Court. To the holding of office, not running for office. And so mm -hmm. if a state or Congress were to go further and say that you can't run for the office, you can't compete in a primary, wouldn't that be adding an additional qualification? I think I heard the sound of someone's head hitting the desk in in, in repose, in rest. But uh, anyway, so I didn't know this. I mean, I you kind of kind of think you know a lot about the NFL. Well, th there it's a little more than the Rooney Rule. You know, the Rooney Rule is that if you have a head coach position open, I think it's just head coach, but apparently not. I don't know. You must interview a person of color, a, a BIPOC definition NFL per person of color, either a multiracial or person of, of color, just not not my color, because I'm somebody of my color is probably already uh, being interviewed. But you must you must interview someone of color. Now I don't know if 
the Rooney candidate has ever been hired. There's nothing that says you have to hire them, but you do have to interview them. Well, owners evidently are complaining that the Niners, and, and, and here's the thing, here's the punchline. If you give up, if on your coaching staff, your offensive coordinator is a black guy and the Cardinals want to hire him, the NFL gives you picks. Who knew? I, I didn't know that. You know, they compensate you. They're called compensatory picks. They and they hold them and then they dole them out. If 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 you give somebody up, uh, this is this is from an article <clears throat> um, at uh, Bleacher. Uh, we know he can talking about Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the Niners. We know he can hire well and diverse. In fact, owners have complained to the league office about the sheer number of compensatory picks the 49ers have received for serving as a pipeline for coaches and executives of color. The Niners had the maximum amount of com compensatory picks in the 2023 NFL draft with seven. Three of those, all third-round selections, were awarded because of the NFL's minority hiring incentive. Uh, it's a process that began in 2020. So, um, so I mean, that's a full-court press. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's... Uh, Sounds like preferential treatment based on race. It it <laughs> sure kind of is, in a, in, but in a private organization. So I have no. They can do whatever they want to do because they're a private organization. The NBA can do whatever they want to do and hire just athletic people over six feet. <laughs> and I've, they've never given me a look because it's a private organization. But I mean, I I I just want everyone to know that's what's going on because that's their their headlong, you know, effort to. Because they're about money. That's why when it was when all the cool kids were taking a knee, the NBA, the NFL said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna put a camera on them because we're we're all about look look at all that equality spewing out of Kaepernick's knee and the whole thing." And I'm fine with that because it's, it's a private organization. But you got to act like a private organization, not the uh, Department of Social Change uh, or something. Be the Department of taking my money, damn you. Um, AM seven seventy KTTH. You know, and here's the thing about arguing at the Supreme Court level. Uh, we 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 had a uh, we had uh, Attorney General Rob um, McKenna. Yeah, good guy, um, and a uh, friend of the show. And he went from the Supreme Court a couple times, and and he just said it was uh, the most you know tense. 45 minutes of his, of you his be life. You got your game. Yeah, because they keep interrupting you. I didn't know this, but <clears throat> the uh, Trump attorney, Jonathan uh, Mitchell, part of their claim about the 14th Amendment, and again, don't don't make me read my 14th Amendment, <laughs> section three, is that they're saying that the president and vice president are accepted from that. And what it says is no no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector 
a president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who having previously taken an oath. Oh, look at that. I fell. I fell. I started reading it on the way down. So they're making the the claim that president's not included. Well, I mean, <clears throat> um, Jefferson Davis was not going to be paroled and then say, no, now I say, so. I'm now running for the presidency of the United States of America. Spot on Jefferson Davis. Impression. I say, so. Well done. And no, he was, they wanted to hang him from a sour apple tree, as they say. Um, ah, but who was the vice president of the Confederate States? And she that cackled. One chap, <laughs> Alexander Stevens. Yeah. And so uh, jo- Joseph, Joseph at the... Uh, Uncle Bud. What a scalawag. Yeah, see, why not lick spittle? I say, I, I say so. So anyway, um, he was called on that by Katanji Brown Jackson or Jackson Brown, whatever, and then Sonia something Hispanic. I forgot her name. Uh, but they're all East Coast Ivy League people. A bunch of East Coast Ivy League people looking at Jonathan Mitchell, the Trump attorney, and here's a bit of that. I apologize. Um you don't affirmatively argue. Because uh, she called him and she said, wait, that's not in your brief. And that's the thing. Don't be unprepared in front of these chaps. You didn't take a position um, on that point. I'm sorry. And your brief said, uh, I don't have the, the site. I, I apologize. Um, you don't affirmatively argue that point, I think, is what your brief said. In the blue brief? Yes. Well, we certainly argued it in the reply brief. And I'll have to look um, at what we, how we phrased it. But we did point out in our opening brief. And then she released a canine on them, and it was very amusing. But uh, so anyway, uh, like I say, do you, you know, do you, there's not going to be – they don't vote in like Star Search or, or America's Got Talent at the end. Maybe someday when, when we are fully idiocracy, uh, you will. And President Camacho will come out and uh, the whole thing. Can you read more from the 14th Amendment? Well, yeah, I happen to have it right here. Uh, uh, so where, where was I? Uh, who having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive... Oh, I'll, I'll do a uh, Sam Watterson. <clears throat> Just any oath to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same. Andy Dufresne or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. That's not in there. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. Um, which reminds you how different language was back then. Because also, anthropologically, you must understand, the last great oath that affects our history was the oath that the Wehrmacht took to Adolf Hitler. Okay, when, when you took an oath to the Confederate States of America... Uh, I, that was a blood oath. That was so help me God and the whole thing. And people, Americans don't take oaths anymore. Granted, you raise your right hand in the, in, you know, when you're trying to get out of jury duty. Oh, what I say? And, and all that. But you can break an oath, you know, like you take your hat off. Um, and when you took an oath to the Confederacy, you were rejecting your American citizenship and, and the whole thing. You were an enemy. You were choosing to become an enemy. And you you got the remedy, both barrels, sir, and the whole thing. And so that's why, in the aftermath of the Civil War, we said, uh, no, you you can't run for Congress, uh, Nathan Bedford Forrest. Um, the, the Nathan Bedford Forrest, if you don't know, was a wealthy man 
who originally joined a Louisiana cavalry unit as a private, and he hated it because he wasn't in charge. So he took his own money, and he raised a Confederate unit. And every battle of the Civil War was fought on both sides by a West Pointer, except one. There were battles that Nathan Bedford Forrest was in command of the Confederate forces. And he said things like Napoleon. He said things like get their firstest with the mostest. He was a brilliant natural leader and military guy. Uh, he, 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 he was barred because of people like him. He, he was barred from running for office. He probably could have been governor of Louisiana, but the 14th amendment. So with free time on his hands, he, what did he, what did he found producer Greg American history autodidact? I'm sorry, I was looking up David oh. McCullough narration. Uh, What's the question? Nathan, Nathan Bedford Forrest. Oh, the KKK. He formed the KKK. That's what he did with his free time. And I'm not saying uh, if idle hands will form racist organizations, but... Uh, it was also I'm, who Forrest Gump was named I'm after. just saying that's who they were thinking of, is the kind of people that would go to war... To you know, keep a hold of, of of human beings as livestock were not exactly the, the stuff that Congress is made of at the time, um, and so uh, so uh, in, in anyway. But that was the thing. Everybody in the Confederacy was guilty of insurrection because they took an oath to lay their lives or their sacred treasure and the whole thing on the Confederacy. It's a, it's he started different. up this club called the Ku Klux Klan. It's way different than standing behind a podium on a cold January day and saying, hey, let's go over there and do a protest or whatever. But, uh, and, and I mean, I, I think ultimately the Supreme Court is going to say there's no conviction for insurrection just because you call it insurrection on MSNBC and you claim that four cops died that day and not a single forensic pathologist agrees doesn't make it an insurrection. And I still, any any cop who releases a book about how they feared for their life that day, Capitol Police, Congressional Police, they're, they're all outing themselves as horribly political and not real police. I just want to ask them, did you or did you not have a sidearm with you? They all did. Okay. Um, and you say you felt your life was threatened. Does your does your agency, does your 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 law enforcement agency allow for a fear of life for you to draw the sidearm if you can articulate a threat to your life? Because your side had the guns and the insurrectionists forgot to bring theirs. And I mean, when having an insurrection, call me a bluff old traditionalist, but bringing guns is sort of a key thing. Um, and also, if you have friends, have your friends with guns come by with their guns. And that's way more of an insurrection. <clears throat> Just ask any rogue brigade in Chile or Argentina or something. Um, the latest that we know, uh, next hour, we'll dip into this if there's any more details. But the Marine Corps late last night from Miramar Naval Air Station, uh, Marine Corps Air Station, the 3rd Marine Aircraft Wing, releasing that all five... Uh, crew members of the helicopter mishap that ended in East San Diego, San Diego County have been found and are confirmed dead in the wreckage of the Sage 53. Uh, no more details except, uh, you know, I'm, I'm assuming darkness and weather or something like that, but uh, we don't know and they don't know either for sure. But a uh, the effort to recover the remains of the Marines uh, has begun. And if there's more details of this very sad uh, event, we'll pass it on to you. Um, and the border security bill part two and um, don't touch that it has listeria all over it 
and uh, some op- some pushback to my my uh, love of the Fuji Apple because that's what's for free out there. I wouldn't I wouldn't come back with a Macintosh and go, oh, these are great, unless I had some Havarti cheese because then they're great. Um, and a really bizarre discovery in North Bend. Uh, former head, uh, former CEO of the Seattle Humane Society and his wife in a murder-suicide. Um, friends confused, many, many confused. And Atlanta is full of squatters. What's the deal with Antifa and squatters? What is it about social media that's increasing the squatting? What's, what's the deal? Well, because uh, just like stealing a Kia... Squatting is the new Kia challenge, um, and everything from running a unauthor- unauthorized pole dancing facility in a uh, luxurious house in Atlanta to just running drugs out of them. We'll get to the bottom of the squatting. And can you squat in Washington? What's stopping? What's stopping people from squatting in Washington? Well, yeah, sad story. And. The uh, DCYF facility in Chehalis, so-called Green Hill, um, it's in disarray, according to a former employee, and the governor won't deal with it. He won't meet with you. He won't answer your questions. We'll get to that next hour. Hour number three, it's Brian Sucho here on AM770 KTTH. Hey, this is library. Library.